Bonjour and bienvenue to Ludabelle's Francophiles. Je m'appelle Lou and I'd like to welcome Francophilers from around the globe to this podcast as a beautiful place where we can all lose ourselves in France together without leaving home. Today, I'm joined by my fave French chick, Sarah Swick from Be My Guest Immersions in the Basque Country in southwest France, our regular French correspondent. And we are going to chat about an event on right now, Le Tour de France. Bonjour, Sarah. Ça va? Bonjour, Lou. Ça va très bien. Et toi? Ça va bien. Merci. So, alors, the Tour de France is a race that has been an annual event in France for a very long time, isn't it? Yes, actually, um, this year will be the 108th edition. And the first one took place, um, I think, in 1903, so a long, long time ago. 1903, uh, but that doesn't add up to 108 years. What happened? They missed a couple. You're right, but, you know, the, the two had to stop during the two wars. Oh, um, of course. And about that, during the First World War, um, most of the, the French cyclists have been mobilized to go to the front, to go to war. Mm. During the Second World War, though, um, the Germans didn't want to cancel Le Tour de France. So, you know, everything was forbidden here in France, but Le Tour was so important for French people that they decided to, to keep Le Tour de France um, and to keep, you know, French people together. So... During this time, it changed a little bit because some stages were not accessible. Wait, I can imagine there would have been some parts of France that were not as accessible as they usually would have been during the Second World War, especially parts where there might have been fighting or the roads or bridges were broken or, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it would have been a terribly difficult time, but how uplifting for the French people to still have their own cultural fabulous event going ahead. So 1903 for the first one and 108 events, and it's as popular as ever. Yes, yes, still very popular. So, Well, cycling has become more and more popular in Australia and the Tour de France is now hugely popular, probably impacted by Australian Cadell Evans winning the Tour in 2011. He is now a sporting star in Australia are there any cycling stars in France? I think the most famous cyclist uh, for French people is Eddy Merckx. He's mm-hmm. actually not French, but uh, Belgian. And mm-hmm. he won the Great Loop, uh, what we call La Grande Boucle, five times and had the yellow jersey for 111 days. And that's a record. Wow. That is. That, that's amazing. Yes, and we have another one, which is um, very famous too. And he's probably the most loved French cyclist. Everyone knows him or knew him because he died two years ago. But he's still a very big icon for French people. Mm. And his name was Raymond Poulidor, also Mm. known as Poupou. Everyone called him, used to call him Poupou. I don't know why he was so popular. He was just like a a simple and very nice guy, always smiling. And uh, He never won the tour, but um, when he died two years ago, François Hollande was the president 
at the time said about him ouais. that um, he said l'éternel second sur les routes du tour mais l'éternel vainqueur du cœur des français so it oh. means that he was the eternal second on the tour mm. but the eternal first in the heart of french people why oh that's <laughs> so beautiful so clearly he was much loved yes he was well, tell me a little bit about the actual race. So, how many stages are there? Because it's done in many stages, isn't it? Donc, le Tour de France, la Grande Boucle, uh, takes place in 21 stages and it lasts for about 23 days, I think. And it covers uh, approximately 3,500 kilometres, which is a lot. Oh, my giddy aunt. That is huge. <laughs> I just love watching the coverage on the television. It's so lovely for us to see the beautiful rural areas that are going through and dream of being in regional France wherever they're racing that day. Is it followed closely on TV in France as well, like it is internationally? Yes, it is. And I remember that when I was little and I went to, to the beach, everyone around me had their radio and they were listening to, to the tour, to the comments mm -hmm. on the radio. Uh, and I think you can't escape Le Tour de France, even if you're not really interested in, in cycling. Mm. Everywhere you go, you will see, uh, if you enter a bar, you will see the, the TV is on during the tour and everyone is watching the tour. I think it's nice. That's why it's so popular in, in Australia, I guess, because you can see all the, the beautiful landscapes. Yes, we love that. It must be nice, though, to unite the country with something like Latour, especially in difficult times. I know last year when it was postponed for a bit, people were so excited to see it when it did commence during that COVID period of 2020. This year, mm -hmm. it's on right now. And it's interesting that each year there's a different route or route, as they'd say some places in the world, that is chosen. So what is it like for the villagers? When you find out that your village is going to have the Tour de France, does everyone get really excited? Is that like, oh, wow, we're in, we've got it, isn't that exciting? Or do people go, oh, yeah, whatever? Or are some people going, oh, no, what a hassle, we're not going to be able to go in our streets for a few days? Like is it something that people love and get excited about? Yes, I guess people are, are very happy because, you know, if the Tour de France uh, passes through your your village or your town, it's like, uh, it's like a national pride, you know, you're proud of it. But mm -hmm. also people are ready to, to do a lot of kilometers, to drive for hundreds of kilometers just to see the cyclists. So, of course, it's better if they come to you, but... Mm. People don't mind, you know, driving for hours and see the cyclists wherever they are. Is there a lot of industry that comes with the tour when it comes through those villages, though? Do those villages make money out of tourism and and the restaurants and looking after the whole circus that surrounds the travelling Tour de France? Yes, probably tourism. Some European people travelling in France with like a camper van or right. a caravan and they can just stop. They can choose um, a town where they're going to stay for a few days because they know that the tour is passing there. Mm -hmm. Or also French, like French people traveling, you know, people from the north and they come to south. And if, if the tour is, uh, is there, it's a plus for them, you know, for the, for the holidays. It's a nice activity. 
I love when I'm watching the coverage here in Australia. I'm fascinated by the amount of people that are going around in great big camper trailers like Winnebago's and following the tour. You see them lining the sides of the road and they've got satellite dishes and things on their caravans and then they're they're sitting on the side of the road having a, a picnic or whatever, watching the cyclists go past. Do you and your family like to go and see the Tour de France in real life and person to person on the side of the road? I don't do it anymore, but I used to when I was little, uh, going with some friends or with my parents. I remember once uh, there was the Tour de France, I think, in Saint-Martin-de-Seignance in my little town. Mm. So I was very excited. I I went there with a friend and we were waiting for La Caravane du Tour because once the cyclists are gone, there is this caravan with people um, throwing some gifts, you know, like key rings or pencils. So we were very excited. The merchandise, they throw the merchandise that's got the bikes on it. Yes, and that's funny because I spoke with my mom um, a few days ago about that and she has exactly the same memories when she was little, and but she was going very far with my grandparents because they loved to travel around France during right. summer. Right. So they were choosing the destination according to La Route du Tour de France and they could, you know, they could drive for, uh, for a lot of kilometers to see the cyclists and they went to Le Tourmalet which is a very important stage um, that's like a climbing stage. Oh, in the and I used to go there and my mom said that she was not really <laughs> interested in the Tour de France, but more in these little gifts that yeah. were falling from the caravan. <laughs> that's so funny. So she was more after the gifts and the trinkets and the merchandise than the actual than watching the actual race. Because you had to wait for hours and, you know, when you're a child, you don't want to sit on the side of the road with your parents uh, sitting around the table, waiting for hours to see the the cyclist passing for two minutes and then it's just over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I've noticed when I've been watching on the television coverage is this amazing I don't know the name for it, but what I describe as paddock art or field art, like sculptures that people put in their fields for Mm. when the tour is going to come past. So there might be a great big message that's written in hay bales. So when the helicopters are flying over and doing the aerial coverage, there's a message that that village might be sending out to the rest of the world or to the tour to welcome them or to encourage them or to promote their small village and I remember seeing one and it was a huge bike that was on the side of a hill and it was made out of something it might have been painted grass that it was painted with but the wheels they looked like they were going around and what the wheels actually were were four tractors for each wheel going around and around. So they had eight tractors, four at each wheel. So it was that big. We were that far away looking at it from up in the sky. It was so clever. And it made me wonder if that's pretty common. Do people go to a lot of trouble all the time to try and get into the spirit of things and really promote their village or their town and to be very welcoming to the tour? Yes. Has it always been popular? Did people used to do that when you were little? 
I don't remember. I was not watching on TV. So. No. Do you know, I wonder whether that's actually a more modern thing because we do film it from the sky now. I might look into You're that. right. I think it's probably a modern thing because, as you said, now they're using drones to film the tour. So mm. people can send, as you said, a message uh, mm. to the rest of the world. Now, in Australia, we have particular celebrations for sporting events, like most people have barbecues on the grand final day, which is a huge big football match in Melbourne in Australia. We also have the Melbourne Cup, which is a horse race, and there are particular traditions mm. that go along with that. We also get a public holiday for both of those sporting events in Melbourne. Maybe we're a little bit sport mad because we have public holidays for these sporting events. Do people get holidays in France for the Tour de France? No, I wish we <laughs> but no. <laughs> That's funny because there is no, like people go to work, but, you know, in summer here, a lot of people are on holidays anyway, so they're not working. And even if you're working, I remember when I was a student, I used to work in a hotel in Biarritz mm. uh, for the, the summer. And I remember that once I was with a colleague and we just stopped working. We've been working for, I don't know, 15 minutes in a room. And he said, there is the tool. We really need to know who is uh, on tête. So who is the first cyclist wow. now right. on the tour? And just turn the TV on. And then my boss arrived and I was so scared and I thought that she would be so upset. And she actually looked at us and she said, guys, what are you doing? And my colleague said, we're watching the tour. And she said, okay. And she just sat with us. <laughs> so clearly <laughs> watching the tour is very important. You're allowed to even do it at work. Yes. It's part of French culture and it's, uh, you know, you need to do it. You can't escape, I told you. <laughs> yes. You know, they talk about it in in some movies like Amélie. Mm. Have you watched Amélie? Why? Have you seen it? Why? Amélie. Amélie in English, in French, Le Fabuleux Destin d'Amélie Poulain. Yeah. <laughs> and they mention Le Tour de France when there is this, Amélie puts this little box with all of souvenirs for uh, this man. And when he opens the box, it takes him one second to, to remember all his childhood. And the first memory from his childhood is Le Tour de France. And he's talking about it, the Tour de France 1959, when in the movie you can see, uh, you can see him as a child playing with little cyclist toys. Oh, très mignon. Oui. And there is also a quote in this movie that I like a lot. And it says, La chance, c'est comme le Tour de France. On l'attend longtemps et ça passe vite. So it means that luck is like le Tour de France. You wait it forever. But then when it's here, it's just going away so quickly. Oui. I like this sentence. Oui. So like the Tour de France, you're sitting on the side of the road as a little girl waiting forever and ever for them to turn up. Then they come and they swoosh right past you and they are gone. But then there are the fabulous goodies after that. Yes. Mm. Let's get thrown at you off the caravan. It's fascinating to hear an insight about the way the Tour de France feels for someone who's in France because clearly it's a significant part of your culture. Yes. But also it's a gift 
that you give to the rest of the world because we love it. I'm sure it's much loved all over the world and mm. cycling has become more and more popular in Australia. And I think it really does, Tour de France really does encourage that. And the other cycling events we have in Australia, there's now TV coverage of those and there never was before. But I think that's probably because of the popularity of watching the Tour de France. Now, admittedly, a lot of people don't watch the coverage of La Tour de France here in Australia for the cycling. They watch it because they really want to see the beautiful fields and the beautiful villages and they want to see people travelling through gorgeous parts of France like Provence or the Loire or, you know, the Champagne region or wherever it is or to get up Mont Ventoux. It's those kinds of things that people really want to see. But the great spin-off from that has been that people are now much more interested in watching cycling events even locally at home, which is great. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do do cycling in Australia. I noticed that. Right. We love cycling. And I met some Australians here in France who came for, uh, maybe not only for that, but they came with uh, their bicycle to um, just to ride, to do a stage, une étape. Oui, une étape. How you, oui. Just for the, the experience. Oui. Um, way i know some people that have done that i live in a part of melbourne where there is a road that goes all the way along the beach from the city down to what's called the mornington peninsula and that is so popular with cyclists and i know when you lived here in australia you lived in that part too it's very popular we have what we call (laughs) what people in australia call mammals it stands for middle-aged man in lycra. So there are mammals <laughs> everywhere in Melbourne and they will be this sitting is... up late at the moment watching the Tour de France each night and loving it. So one thing that was really fabulous on the TV coverage here in Australia is for many, many years we had a wonderful French chef here in Australia called Gabriel Gattay. I've actually interviewed him on the podcast. He's just the loveliest person. He's just a terrific chef as well. And he did a segment on the television coverage called Taste of Latour. And he produced that for years and years and years. And just last year, it's started with a new person, Guillaume, who's doing it now. And during those segments that he did he would highlight the foods of the particular regions that the race was going through at each time and it was so interesting and such fabulous foods that he was showing us but I'm wondering is there a particular food that you would have if you were going to watch the Tour de France? You know, because it's summertime and because you can't really cook uh, if you take your car, if you drive and then you go to watch the Tour. People just have, I guess, a salad or something easy to, uh-huh. to make and to eat. Something you don't need to heat up and something fresh. Because if you wait in the sun for hours, uh, I think you really need something fresh. So salad and fruits, um, Why? things like that. Why? And what about music? Because as you know, we always share some music on the Lulabelle's Francophiles podcast. Is there any special music that's been written about the Tour de France? There are a lot of musics from the Tour de France. And I think the most famous one is uh, the one from Amit Weisberger. And it's called uh, La Chanson du Tour, I think. And it's very traditional. It's a very uh, traditional French sound and song. And it's nice. And there is another one from 
Yvette Horner, and she's a very famous accordionist. Oh, I love the accordion. My papa plays the accordion. I love it. Very French. Tout à fait. Très français. So, Amit Weisberger avec la chanson de Le Tour de France, oui? C'est ça, exact. Well, we are going to listen to that. And merci beaucoup for your time today. I've really enjoyed hearing about Le Tour de France from a French perspective. It's fascinating for me. Fascinating for me to hear about uh, your Australian point of view and how Australian people love Le Tour and love my country. Way. I like hearing it. Way. We, we often don't think about the way that things are seen from elsewhere, so it's an interesting perspective and great to chat about yes. it. So, Merci, Lou. Merci. <laughs> au revoir. And à bientôt. Now, here is Sarah's suggestion for some special music that's been written about the Tour de France, Amid Weisberger avec la chanson de la Tour de France. Voici arrive le mois de juillet On sort les maillons jaunes, ça y est Ça bouchonnera dans toute la France De la Bretagne jusqu'à Provence Dans les vallées, dans les montagnes Et tout le monde nous admire que c'est dingue Le journaliste ne pourra pas dormir Il faut fournir d'action pour toute notre chère nation Nous pédalons dans les vallées, dans les montagnes Et tout le monde nous admire que c'est dingue Le journaliste ne pourra pas dormir Il faut fournir d'action pour toute notre chère nation ne pourrais-je pas participer Dans mon garage et un vélo Que j'utilise pour aller faire mes courses En pharmacie Je pourrais m'acheter tout ce qu'il faut Je me fait une belle liste Pour être moi aussi un grand cycliste Pourquoi ne pourrais-je pas participer Dans mon garage et un vélo Que j'utilise pour aller faire mes courses En pharmacie Je pourrais m'acheter tout ce qu'il faut Je me fait une belle liste Pour être moi aussi un grand cycliste Stéroïdes, la cocaïne, la caféine, anabolisante et un dose amphétamine. bloquant quelques hormones, sans oublier le PO, je prendrai bien tout ce qu'il faut. Des stéroïdes, la cocaïne, la caféine, anabolisante et un dose amphétamine. bloquant quelques hormones, sans oublier. Je prendrai bien tout ce qu'il faut Voici arrive le mois de juillet On sort les maillots jaunes, ça y est Ça bouchonnera dans toute la France De la jusqu'à Provence, ça y
was Amit Weisberger with his Chanson de Tour de France. Merci to Sarah for that suggestion to accompany this episode today, right in the middle of this year's Tour de France. I recommend viewing the film clip as it is filmed with some of the Tour de France in the background. It also has English subtitles and the full understanding of how funny the song actually is will be worth the watch. So far on the tour in 2021, we have seen massive crashes, especially the one on the first day caused by a spectator. I can't believe that the crowds are allowed to get so close to the riders. We've seen a brief rider strike protest to raise awareness of their safety concerns. We've seen some incredible bravery with riders continuing on with all sorts of injuries. We've seen some wonderful paddock art, as I like to call it, and some amazing scenery of rural France. Now, each episode, I share a French dish, and in my chat with Sarah before the song, she said that when going to sit out alongside the tour and wait for the riders to pass, food that is fresh but cold is best. A picnic of sorts. I always like a salad on a picnic, and one particular salad I make almost weekly at home or take on a picnic is my own version of a salade lyonnaise. There are many versions on the internet by various fabulous chefs, but my petite salad Lyonnaise de Lulabelle is my fave. It consists of oak leaf or butter lettuce washed and torn gently, crispy bacon lardons, which I usually like to have warm, one large crouton of sourdough bread, a free-range egg poached, and if you're like me, sourcing the eggs that have only 2,500 or 1,500, even better, hens per hectare rather than the 10,000 hens is worth it for the flavour and the karma. Definitely never, ever caged eggs. A gorgeous vinaigrette of good quality olive oil, walnut oil, Dijon mustard, and the smallest hint of red wine vinegar. And then the Lulabelle editions, chopped cornichons, a quarter of an avocado chopped, a handful of anchovies, et voila! It is just heaven on a plate to me. I will place my recipe for this salad Lyonnaise de Lulabelle as well as the link to the song by Amit Weisberger on the Lulabelle's Francophiles website. Alors, c'est tout et c'est la fin aujourd'hui. That is all for another Lulabelle's episode. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about the French perspective of such an amazing event as the Tour de France. To be notified when new episodes are released, subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or follow Lulabelle's Francophiles on Insta. That's where you'll also find lots of my personal French photos as well as some from our Lulabelle's Francophiles guests. Head to the Lulabelle's Francophiles website for all the links from the various episodes as well as all the info from today's chat under the blog post number 42. That's Lou, L-O-U, La, Bells, B-E-L-L-E-S and Francophiles with two Fs dot com. And we can all day dream of heading back to France together. Au revoir, bonne journée et à bientôt, mes amis.